Welcome to the Slow the Fuck Down Show. I'm sensuality coach Casey Hall. And I'm trauma healer Elizabeth Menzel. Each episode, we choose a theme and put together different stories, skills, and songs on that theme to help you slow down and lift you up throughout the pandemic and beyond. On today's episode, Slow the Fuck Down with Finding Your Life's Purpose. Welcome and thank you for giving yourself a slowdown experience. By the end of the show, you'll walk away with practical skills that actually work. So get cozy, grab your favorite beverage, and soak in our soothing support. So there's a lot of conflict going on in our outer world. You might have noticed. <laughs> no. <laughs> you might have, nah. <laughs> and you might have also noticed some conflict going on in your inner world. You might have some big questions going on, like, what should I really be doing with my life? Is there something I'm missing? What is my life's purpose? Yes, Elizabeth and I have traveled far down the existential rabbit hole of that question, what's my purpose? And while we can't answer that question for you, we can offer you a fresh approach that will ease your pressure, get you answers, and help move you forward. So if you're stressed out with trying to find your purpose, we dedicate today's show to you. Yeah, it's really easy to get confused and feel fearful of getting stuck or pigeonholed. In fact, 84% of workers surveyed said that they feel trapped in their job. So you're not alone if you feel stuck and afraid about making a choice because you don't want to make the wrong choice. I, I can totally relate. I feel like I've wasted a lot of time with this question of what's my purpose um, because it comes with this what am I supposed to be doing mm -hmm. one of the problems I have with the word purpose is that it makes it sound like you were born to just do one thing and I think that's part of the reason people get so uptight about finding their purpose like they have to find this one magical thing and when they find it everything in their life is gonna just fall into place mm -hmm. And that's what it feels like, you know, it's like this, this finite mindset and it can create a lot of pressure. Yeah. So in that way, then finding your purpose just becomes another problem and another energy block in your life. And instead of something that moves you forward, it's something that holds you back. And personally, I don't even really identify with the word purpose. It kind of makes me feel shut down and I see it shut other people down too. A lot of women I work with we do work around purpose and reframing it and finding a different way to look at it. So instead of shutting them down, it opens them up. So we want to help our slowdown fans open up too. So let's see if hearing this sentence takes off some pressure for you. There's no purpose to life. We find purpose within life. Casey, how does that feel for you? Hmm. So when I heard you say we find purpose within life, that actually, I felt my body exhale a little bit and it feels mm. like it softened it because it feels more real and more accessible to find your purpose within life. And when I hear there's no purpose to life, it makes me think, but there is purpose to life. What do you think that the purpose of life is? Oh, that casual question you tossed out there on a, I'm just going to toss that out there. <laughs> a little. Um, yeah, I think we have soul themes or patterns or lessons that we come into each life with 
that give us an opportunity to learn something. And the pursuit of learning that lesson can feel like a life's purpose. Yeah, you know what? I used to think that way too. And then I had what I call a glimpse of enlightenment where I was in total oneness and I thought that there was absolutely no meaning or purpose to life. And now I find myself in this completely unknown zone, but I'm totally comfortable with the mystery of life. What I do know is that anxiety, depression, and chronic pain hurt, and I'd just rather feel good. So that's what I've boiled my healing practice down to. If you'd rather feel happy and you'd rather feel good, I can help you with that. So I've gone from being a seeker and looking for all these answers to just being really centered and being a finder. For example, I was talking to an old friend yesterday and she sounded really good. She was grounded. She was talking about this huge project she's working on, but she had so much clarity and positivity, which was really different than she sounded a couple of months ago when she was really down. And I told her that. I was like, man, it's so great to hear you sounding so uplifted and good. And she said, well, I just took your advice. Last time we talked, you told me that the purpose of life is to feel good. And I've just been running with that. <laughs> and honestly, I don't even remember saying that. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, what wise woman told you that? Oh, that was me? Oh, no. thanks. <laughs> For you, this is the thing. It's like your idea of purpose or what you're doing in the world, like it just has to be working for you. It has to be positive, uplifting, and feel good. So you can just feel good in your life. It's like if that concept of purpose that you're currently working with is making you feel down or stuck or stressed out, you need to let it go and replace it with something else. Otherwise, you're just caught in another concept of how life should be, and it's holding you back and shutting you down instead of lifting you up and moving you forward. Mm, I love that. I love how you broke that down. So, you know, how have you reframed purpose or this idea of finding your life's purpose into something that feels good? Yeah, I came up with this a, a long while ago, which is, and it was really through observation in my own studies, is that we all have a natural propensity. A propensity is a just a natural tendency to behave in a certain way. Yeah, following your natural propensity feels more accessible to me than finding your purpose. Yeah, it's an easier in, right? And I think, you know, my first glimpse into my natural propensity, my high school guidance counselor asked me, well, what do you like? When I was trying to decide what to do in college. And I was like, well, I like sports and health. And I was like, perfect. Go to school for health and physical education. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then, you know, if I'm following my journey since like after that, I ended up teaching adults with disability, um, exercise. I ended up teaching health and physical education, the public school systems. And that kind of transformed into my job teaching wellness in health insurance company. And still today, I'm teaching people wellness, but that original propensity has stuck with me. And even though I've expanded upon my ability to help people with their health, 
it was like, that's the original one that was there. Yeah. And you've done it in all of these different ways, right? It's like, now you're a love, sex and relationship coach and you're expressing it in this way. You've, you, and I think, you know, you've done what a lot of people don't let themselves do, which is you have tried out many different things within a theme and you've, you've mm. kept moving forward instead of like sticking at one thing and like maybe moving up a corporate ladder and, but staying kind of stuck in, in some ways you've taken that propensity and you've fulfilled it in many different ways. Yeah. And it feels really good. Yeah. It feels really healthy. One thing just sort of naturally flowed into the next and yeah, you put in more effort, you got more education, you expanded on a theme, but it was that baseline propensity that was always there just expressed in a bunch of different ways. Yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah. When I was, when I was a little kid, like I was the peacekeeper in the family and I always wanted to just sort of soothe everyone and calm everyone down. There was a lot of seething volcanoes in my family that would then erupt. Mm. <laughs> so, um, and I mean, right here I am 50 years later with a podcast that, that soothes people, like the intent Aww. is to soothe people. Okay? <laughs> I went forward in my life really differently than you because I was alone at such a young age that gosh, I didn't even think about my purpose or my propensity. I just thought about keeping a roof over my head. Like I was for well into my 20s, I just focused on survival. That was it. And the natural propensity was still there and very alive. Like even though I was bartending, I was always taking care of people and always super nurturing. Mm. And I think, you know, it, that's just a really natural propensity in humans anyway, is this desire to help others. And there's, the truth is, there's just over a million ways to do that. And any one of those things to do could fulfill that propensity of wanting to help others. And when I look at it that way, I think it's less about what you do and more about how you feel while doing it. And I think one of the big fears that adds a lot of extra stress and tension around finding your purpose is that people get scared that they'll get to the end of their life and feel like they didn't fulfill their purpose. Yeah, I remember reading an article about the five biggest regrets of the dying. And number one was, I wish I had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life others expect of me. Oh, yeah. Gosh, I have, <laughs> I've helped a lot of women with that one. What's the next one? I wish I hadn't worked so hard. <laughs> right. I could write a book about that. Yes. <laughs> podcast on that. Yeah, if you haven't yet listened to our podcast on um, poverty consciousness, slow the F down with poverty consciousness, because we talk a lot about that, because I used to work four jobs, I used to work myself into the ground. And I, I love helping women overcome that and not work themselves into the ground. And I know Casey does too. What's number three? I wish I'd had the courage to express my feelings. Mm, wow, look at that. 
I hear you say that sentence and I just think of the patriarchy and just how women are put down for having too many emotions. And here people wish they had the courage to express their feelings, like express their emotions even more than what they did. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Emotional suppression is a big theme too. And even with the men I've worked with as well. Yeah. What's number four? I wish I had stayed in touch with my friends. Mm. I think, you know, that that might be one of the things that the pandemic has been helping some people with is that they are reaching out to friends more, right? They're not getting to see their friends as much, but they're reaching out more. I, I've always kept in good touch with friends because, you know, friends are, are the, the closest people in my life. I have heard and read that people are actually spending more time on the phone, more time on Zoom than they used to, and staying in touch with more people than they used to because they're not able to go out and socialize. Yeah, absolutely. Since the pandemic, I have connected with more friends during these couple months than I have in years just because of Zoom and the opportunity to do so. Yeah, there you go. There you go. And what's number five? You're going to like this one. I wish I had let myself be happier. Oh, I'm so validated. <laughs> I'm totally validated. <laughs> right career choice, Elizabeth Menzel. <laughs> and for those of you who do not know, Elizabeth runs the Happy Woman Academy. <laughs> yes, I do science-based happiness training programs. So I feel very validated right now. Um, <laughs> so this is fascinating because... What's the, what that list is making me see is that almost every single one of those things are related to feminine energy. Feminine energy has to do with your internal world, your feelings, nurturance, joy, playfulness, feelings, emotions, um, relationships. <laughs> wow. People wish they were more in touch with their feminine energy throughout their life. And I think when people hear feminine energy, they tend to associate it with women. Correct. We all have feminine and we all have masculine energy inside of us. And the masculine energy in us is our drive, getting out there and doing things. And it's all about action, where the feminine energy is the receptive force, right? So one is giving, one is receiving. They say active and passive. I don't, I don't like passive as much as receiving or surrendered or allowing, going with the flow. That's feminine energy and really like driving forward, having strong direction, getting things done. That's masculine energy. We all have both of those, but we can have a natural propensity towards one or the other. Like I always used to push myself really hard, um, hurt my body all the time, always be super stressed out because I was trying to force myself to do things with my masculine energy because that's what the patriarchy tells us all to do. <laughs> and it was really hurting me. And when I really started to learn more about feminine and masculine energy, I was like, wow, I much rather allow things to come to me just feel centered, nurture my relationships, go downstream, as Abraham Hicks says, stay in that allow mode and let things work out instead of trying to force them and make them and pushing the boulder up the hill all the time. 
So I'm just a naturally more feminine energy person. So I think a lot of the things that we're talking about on this episode today are either for people that have more feminine than masculine energy, they'll really be able to use these things, or for people that are feeling burned out or stressed out and need another perspective and another way to go about this whole thing around purpose in life. Yeah. And I think it's really interesting kind of going back to those five reasons that they are all feminine. Yeah. They're all feminine energy things. It's just fascinating. You know, it makes me think of a friend of mine who took on this huge project of becoming a restaurateur. And they were doing this really, really specialized menu that had never been done before. They put so much time, so much money, so much effort into doing it. And there was many blocks along the way, which there often is when we're doing a big project or something new. But they really pushed themselves and pushed themselves, in my opinion, too hard meaning that they didn't get enough rest, they didn't get enough nurturance. They didn't take good enough care of their own peace. They were stressed out a lot during this whole process. And when you're in that stressful place, it can make what you're doing really hard and unenjoyable. You know, the, the process of creation doesn't have to be hard. The process of creation can be enjoyable, like making a podcast with Casey, <laughs> where we really, really let go of pushing ourselves. We go with the flow, we change, we adapt, we eat, we exercise as we're doing it. We have this really joyful, flowing, creative process that's very nurturing. And so it, it all feeds into this belief that I've actually heard people say these words, unless I'm stressed out, I won't get anything done. Stress motivates me. If I relax, I'll fall apart. And I used to think that way too. And it's been proven to me through neuroscience that it's actually not true. The Norwegian University of Science and Technology proves that alpha and theta waves, the healing brain waves, increase when you're in a state of being, being states. It increases learning, memory, intuition, and it makes you more productive and creative while feeling relaxed at the same time. And you know what a big part of being is? What? Slowing down. Slowing down. <laughs> So we are giving you permission to slow down with finding your life's purpose. Because the most important thing is to just feel into your propensity, honor your natural abilities and your likes, and get moving forward. Because you know what? Like Casey did, you can just course correct along the way. You don't have to overcomplicate it. Yeah, I kind of have this visual of your life's purpose of just being this board game with all these like kind of windy turns. And if you take a wrong turn or you make a wrong move, it's fine because you can just get back on the path. And it's not only fine. Abraham Hicks talks a lot about contrast and contrast being a teacher. And what contrast is, is when you experience something hard or something 
that is perceived as undesirable along your path, that that contrast actually helps kind of bump you back on your path. And in that way, it's a teacher. So when I know what I don't want, I therefore know what I do want because of contrast. Excellent. Yeah, I love that because it helps you to just be much easier on yourself. And instead of I'm screwing up or I'm, I'm fucking this up to be like, oh, hmm, tried that. Don't like it. Let's go in this other direction. So much kinder, gentler, softer on yourself. So my natural propensities led me to become a long-term substitute. And I was on this quest to be a teacher. And I kept coming up against all of this contrast. Either positions were promised to other people or there weren't enough availabilities or I wasn't going to uh, make enough money. And all of those contrasts steered me back towards a whole nother option that I didn't even know existed, which then led me to my next position. So the contrast is good. And the more you can embrace it and be kinder to yourself, the easier it is to kind of stay naturally towards that propensity. Yeah, that's what I like about propensity instead of purpose, because it gives you the freedom. And again, the word purpose might totally work for you. You might love it. <laughs> We're not saying that there's anything wrong with it. We're just opening up different ways of looking at it. In fact, I remember an old friend of mine from grade school, really great guy, so much fun, the class clown. And he went forward in life. He went to college, you know, and, and didn't have a big life goal or a job he especially wanted. He just really wanted to be happy. That was his whole thing. And he got married to a great girl and they were really clear they didn't want to have kids. And then she got pregnant and they had kids. And instead of stressing out about, you know, oh, I've got to get an even better job and make more money. And he's like, I still just want to be happy and I want to be the best dad I can be. And I do want to make more money, but I don't want a job that's going to take me away from my family. So he just kept aligning with this feeling good. He liked music. So he worked with music in a way that wasn't demanding of his time, where he still got to be involved. And he was off work by five and could go to all of his kids' functions and help take care of the kids and just be this really super present dad. And I think he figured out what, what took me a long time and what takes other people a long time to figure out is it's totally fine to base your work or your career on your feelings, on just wanting to feel great. And you know, here he is going to retire soon and he's had a long, great career without the stress, without all of the burdens and things that people put themselves through and all the pressure that put people put on themselves. He stayed happy throughout his life. And I really use his, him as an example because he did it, man. He, he figured it out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he just did it naturally. So there, there, is, there is another way that doesn't have all of this pressure and heaviness and seriousness about finding your life's purpose. Yes. And we have some skills coming up that are going to help you if you are pondering your propensity. 
awesome. We will get to our skills right after this commercial break and word from our sponsor. Hey, Slowdown fans, if you want to release your stress around purpose, then tune in on Zoom to our nonlinear movement method classes. They happen two times per month. All you have to do is go to thehappywomanacademy.com, click on the hot pink button, and you can read all about it. It's the method that neurobiologists have proven removes the dregs of stress and trauma from your mind and cells. The nonlinear movement method on Zoom, two times a month, only 25 bucks. See you there. <laughs> Hi, Slowdown fans. It's me, Mother Nature. Some say my purpose is to endlessly explore and expand. Some say it's to maintain balance and equilibrium. Some say I have no purpose, I just am. Like you, I'm constantly changing and expressing my feelings and desires in new and different ways. So try not to get too hung up on finding your purpose. Just keep following your natural tendencies and growing through new experiences. Thank you, Mother Nature. And now for our slowdown skills. Casey is going to help you find new possibility by exploring your propensities. What have you got for us, Casey? All right, so I'm going to ask you a couple questions to get you thinking about some possibilities around your propensity. So go ahead and get something to write with or something to type on. And in between the questions, feel free to pause and take as much time as you need to jot down the answer. The invitation here is to really take your time and feel into these answers. Question number one, if you felt good at work, what would change and how would that be different? Question two, list three feelings you would like to get from your work. Question number three, what are some jobs or careers that could give you that feeling? And then finally, ask some friends that you trust to brainstorm ideas with you. I love these, Casey, because they really help to open people up to greater possibilities for them. And that they don't have to be so pigeonholed or just do one thing. And you're giving people permission to go big with it and really just explore all the different things, like the different jobs or careers, write down as many as you can think of and going to their friends and really brainstorming. Because like we said earlier, there could be millions of ways that a job or a career could satisfy those feelings you want to get from your work and help you feel really good by doing things that are in alignment with your propensity. And speaking of alignment, I would love to just bring in that Casey and I work a lot with alignment. A lot of people don't even know what that is. <laughs> and I explain alignment in a pretty casual and easy way, which is alignment is the thing that's even better than anything I could imagine. <laughs> so, <laughs> right? Like with my friend and the restaurant and pushing herself so hard. If she had just used alignment instead, like, 
I align with the highest good. I'm really into health and nutrition. I want to express my propensity for helping people with their health and nutrition in the way that's best for me. I think it's through a restaurant, but I don't know. <laughs> and just keeping with that exercise of alignment, I do it all throughout my day of, okay, I'm letting go of what I think should be, and I'm putting in place aligning with my highest good. And my truth is, I don't even know what my highest good is. I only know what I want, but I want better than what I can think of. So that's the way that I work with alignment. So I just want to bring that in here too. Like really go through these steps. All four of them are so important. And then throughout your day, just keep letting your energy align with your highest good, whatever that might be. Because I know that I want better for you than you can even think of. <laughs> I really love how you define alignment there too, because it's really, it is kind of just having a trust or, or a faith that something better than you could ever imagine is going to happen. Yeah. And energetically, like I, I want to connect with that better thing, right? So I want to connect with something that's even better than what I think should be or what I think could be. I want to get out of my limited thinking around it and, and have the best thing. I want to attract the best thing for me because the truth is we're manifesting our life in every single moment. We're always manifesting. I want to manifest better and better and better. Go from good thing to good thing to good thing, which is a new thing I've been working on just these last few years that's really coming to fruition of, yeah, I do a great thing. And then look, another good thing comes up and then another good thing comes up. And I keep expanding in that way from positivity to positivity. And it makes it so much easier to let go of what isn't working for you, which can be really scary for people. Sometimes the unknown is scarier, right? The devil you know is better than the devil you don't know. <laughs> and I totally disagree. <laughs> I totally disagree as well. Because you don't have to get to know another devil. There can be another angel there for you. You don't have to be stuck in that belief of going from bad thing to bad thing. That's how I used to live. I went from bad thing to bad thing. So this realignment or aligning with the highest good helps you go from good thing to good thing. And that keeps building. It keeps getting even better than I could imagine. And the opportunities, the money, the love, the friends that are here in my life now are just better and better and better because I keep aligning with that highest good. We're here to help you take your healing deeper. Go ahead and set up a consultation with each of us on our website, slowthefdownshow.com. And now for the slowdown playlist. Casey, what is your slowdown song of the week? I keep choosing songs that are hard to pronounce. <laughs> you do. <laughs> so it's by Yaima, which I know how to pronounce that one. Gajumaru is the name of the song. G-A-J-U-M-A-R-U. So I'm going to own that. 
my pronunciation isn't always the best. It's a phenomenal song and um, it always helps me slow down. My slowdown song is called Everything's Fucked. (laughs) (laughs) And it's by one of my favorite bands from Australia, The Dirty Three. And it's fan-freaking-tastic. It's moody. It always helps me slow down. Um, It's intense. I love their stuff. Everything's fucked. It's it kind of is the theme song for 2020. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> our slowdown fan song is from Kayla Marie's, who works in animation technology at DreamWorks, and her song is called "Oh Hiroshima," and it's by Ellipse, and it is cool AF, and will definitely help you slow down. So you can go to our Facebook page, Slow the F Down Show, to view the Slowdown playlist. And all the links will be there to the songs because, you know, we are not allowed to play them here on our show. So, Elizabeth, we have come to the end of the show and we are both a little bit slap happy. What was your favorite part of today's show? Um, I think my favorite part of today's show was talking about masculine and feminine energy. I think because masculine and feminine energy, when I really started learning about that, figuring it out, working out how to be nimble and switch and honor both my masculine and feminine energy, I think that was such a healing in my life. I always get really excited to share about masculine and feminine energy with others. So I think that was my favorite part of today's show. How about you, Casey? What was your favorite part of today's show? I really enjoyed the reframe uh, and taking the pressure off of finding your life's purpose to finding your propensity. You know, what's your natural tendencies? I just, I think that, you know, it's amazing if you feel like you have a life purpose, go for it. And also if that feels like a lot to you, just being able to kind of focus on the propensity just feels so much more accessible. So I love how you brought that in. And I think that that's going to be really helpful for people to hear. I hope so. Cause you know, th- this is such a huge topic, like all of our topics, we could speak for months and months on each one. It's really hard to get everything we want to say into one little podcast. There's so much more to all of it, but what I really like is distilling it down to these really simple doable things that can actually create real positive change in people's life. So I'm glad you liked that too. On our next episode, slow the fuck down with loneliness. Thank you for spending time with us and enjoy your slowdown. Remember, go to slowthefdownshow.com to schedule a free consultation with Casey or Elizabeth.